Welcome to another episode of Ask Danny. Well, I tell you, over the years, I have been asked thousands of home improvement questions. So each week here on Ask Danny, I'll bring in one of my expert friends and we'll tackle some of your questions, share a few tips, and also tell you a few entertaining stories to help you out with your project. So remember, next time you have a question, Ask Danny. This week, my guest is an old friend of mine, Artie McGowan. He's a master plumber and owner of Colonial Plumbing in Mobile, Alabama. Artie, we've done so many projects together over the years, and some of them can be pretty tricky. And I got a lot of plumbing questions that always come in to today's homeowner. So I thought we would tackle a few of those, and I'll jump right on to one that I have heard a lot about. So you want as much pressure when you're taking your shower as you can. You have your, your, you've turned the valves on. You got a lot of pressure coming out. You pull that diverter, and there's several different diverters out there to divert that water from the spout up to the shower head. But a lot of the water still dribbles out of the spout, which makes me feel like I'm not getting quite as much pressure as I need. What's going on, and what can be done to correct this kind of situation? Well. Uh- Usually, if it's a tub spout, like you were mentioning, uh, and you've got the little diverter at the end of it, mm-hmm. and you lift it up, and that water keeps coming out, the best thing to do is go ahead and replace that spout. It's very hard to try to do any repair to it, though some of them do have little repair kits that you can put in them. It's really not worth it. But a lot of times, you just unscrew that spout, Danny, take it to the supply house or Lowe's or Home Depot, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, well, one of these stores out there, and mm-hmm. uh, They'll have a replacement for it, more than likely that'll match real easy, and that makes the job easy. But um, some of the older faucets have that third handle that's in the middle, and when you turn it, the water doesn't go on all the way, and that's the, you have to take the stem, the water doesn't divert properly, and a lot of it's coming out of the bottom. You have to take that stem assembly out and put what they call the backup seal on it mm-hmm. and then put a new washer on it. And that can be complicated. Sometimes you want to get a, a plumber involved if it, if, it, if it gets to where you can't get it out. Some of the newer single lever valves like Delta and Moen, they have mm-hmm. a push button and uh, right underneath the handle, and that diverts, that diverts the water for you instead of the spout. And what happens there is they go bad, and that can get complicated to fix, and you might want to get a, a plumber involved. You know, that's one of the good, good example of how plumbing can be really challenging because, you know, when you look at that spout, um, I guess most of them do just simply unscrew, but there's some that have a little screw underneath the bottom of them, right? What, what exactly is that? They do. They have an Allen wrench, and what it does, it, it's, uh, uh, it, it'll be a, most, more likely it'll be a newer type um, home that has that because they'll have a piece of copper stubbed out, and they got an Allen wrench that you slide that spout over in that iron wrench digs into the copper, which I don't like that kind, but there are a lot of them out there. And, um, and, but you can unscrew it, pull it off, and the same thing, take it to the supply house. And the way to, to do that is uh, you have to find out sometimes that spout will turn and you can't find that little screw, so you have to kind of turn your spout. And believe it or not, all that is is an apparatus that's got a male adapter on the end of it. Mm-hmm. And when you unscrew it, and if it got left on there, you still could get to the plastic part, put your Allen wrench, and take it off because that's just an extra piece that they put in, an, uh, like they call an original tub spout. And, um, and, and that when that apparatus comes out, it's just much easier to take off. And I might be a little confusing there. But, um, yes, it, it, you do have that kind of problem that you have to watch for it. 
Yeah, that can be one of those things that, well, it's like a lot of home improvement projects. You might, you know, go in to take care of something. Three minutes later, look at me. I saved a bunch of money and I took care of it. Or three hours later, three trips to the home center and and, and you're ready to take a sledgehammer to the shower. I mean, that's one of those, that's one of those things that uh, you have to have a lot of patience in your business, don't you, Artie? Well, that's how I learned it. <laughs> I learned just how you described it. But uh, and and I, I I'm not kind of bummer that went into an education field to get it. It was all on the job training, and that's mm-hmm. the way most plumbers are. And and it is a lot of trial and error. And I do know the frustration that homeowners can get into. Oh, no doubt, no doubt about it. Hey, another one, waiting on that hot water. You know, uh, it seems to me that you know so many times. Um, People will have, let's say, a ranch-style home. You've got the master bedroom, bathroom, way down on one end, opposite the garage. In the garage, you have your water heater, and that's a long way for that water to travel. I know you hear about these problems all the time. And, you know, people uh, also, the misconceptions about tankless water heaters does not mean instant hot water, it means endless hot water. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've explained that part of it, but is there anything that you've found when people have really had problems in getting that um, hot water to those distant places? What about the water circulating pumps or some of these other methods? What have you found really is the best way to address this issue? Well, there's a lot of neat hybrid pumps out there now and they work like this. So we're going to talk about just a tank water heater real quick. Mm-hmm. On top of that tank water heater, they got a um, hybrid recirculating valve that you just install. And you screw it right on top. It's got like a little union built into the valve. You screw it right onto the hot side and hook up your hot side back to the other side. Once you do that, you take this, what they call a transfer valve. And mm-hmm. you go to the very end of the house where... Uh, a lavatory is, and I like to use two if it's a double, double lavatory. Mm-hmm. Lavatory, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I put a lavatory uh, transfer valve on each side, and it pushes the hot water gently into the cold side. That way, you don't have to run a recirculation line, and that gives you hot water much quicker in the back. And I did it one for a judge friend of mine. Put two of them in there, and it feels like a whole real recirculation line is in use. In, in other words, they got the water there pretty good. Get it pretty. It gets there and it stays hot pretty good. And then, of course, the other way is a pump and a recirc line, and you have to find a way to snake that through the house. Oh yeah. But let's go to the tankless water heaters. The tankless water heaters have make a, made a big improvement, and all of them now carry some type of recirculation pump in it that you can order with with the um, with the tankless water heater. So, a particular one that I use a lot has one built into it, and I really like it. And um, and what it has is um, a way to do both of them. You can put a direct recirculation line on it and run it through the house, or you can do the same thing that you do with a pressure water heater. Mm-hmm. And you turn this one little valve on side in the heater, you put the transfer valves over there, and that solves that problem of you getting hot water to the other end of, other end of the house. All right. Well, I tell you, I think we did something very similar to that in my previous home because it, you know, just took so long. My new home, I have the recirculating tankless, and uh, it's pretty darn good. I mean, every now and then you get that, uh, what do they call it, the cold water sandwich, but um, yeah. uh, you know, for the for the for the most part, it works uh, very very well. Hey, 
Hey, if you have a question about your home or just need a little help with the project, head over to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Use the form there to send photos, share what you're working on, and ask us any question at all. Okay, so we started, maybe you're a homeowner, you start realizing that water bill has started to sneak up a little bit. So there's a mysterious leak somewhere in the house. And I know you've had to deal with some that are just incredible, like underneath concrete slabs that may be running for years, a pinhole leak in copper, whatever, and people don't know it. And then, of course, you don't make people don't make regular visits under their house. So in the crawl space, you could have a small drip. But all of those things are going to end up costing a lot of money. How, how can you really, um, does it really work to do the, um, the test out at the meter and turning everything off, making sure your ice maker's off, making sure nothing's using water, and really um, gauging that for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. To, is that the way you find leaks? Well, one thing about all the new meters, um, and just about every meter now, they've got like a, a tattletale dial on it. And so, mm-hmm. yes, I do suggest going to the meter, open it up, and look at it. Uh, the older, little bit older meters and will have a little triangle, and it'll turn. The newer digital ones, which they can read with a satellite, well, you have to close the lid and open the lid again, and the meter doesn't reset and open up to its, you know, its little board. You have to just, you know, do the process again. So you close the little, the top of the little meter cap once you're inside the box. You open it up, and on the right you'll see a tattletale number, and it lets you know if you're losing just a small amount of water. And it, it'll move, and, and that'll tell you right there whether you do have a leak in the system. And then, of course, this is this is for homeowners, and it's real simple to do. Like you said, go in there and turn off all the water closets, turn off anything that might be running water, check your hose faucets, check your release valve, make sure your wash machine isn't delivering water in it when it's not supposed to be. Once you do all that and check the meter again and it's still moving, then go to the hot water heater and turn it off. Sometimes the valve doesn't work so great, but most of the times they do. Turn the water heater off, and then you're killing half the water in the house. And then if it's still moving, then you know it's on the cold side at that point at least, and there's a problem. It could be in the yard or underneath the slab, like you, t- like you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, let's say if it did not, if it, if it did stop moving and you turned off that water heater, well, then you've got it on the hot side, and you know where to look for it. And there's another little trick you can do, but it's going to be a little hard to explain about bottling down your water heater valve and letting it actually heat up the slab if it's on the hot side. And that's the advantage of having a leak on the hot side. Use the water heater that's in the house to actually help you find it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I heard someone finding a leak like that. They couldn't figure out where it was. And just by accident walking across the floor with bare feet during the winter time, and suddenly it was warm. They went back, and sure enough, they had to jackhammer that slab in order to fix that little pinhole leak in there. So that can cost a lot of money and, and, and end up, especially if it's under a house like that, you can cause quite a bit of erosion as well. Well, it does. And I'll tell you a quick, funny little story. I was in a house looking for a leak one time, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I was with my boss, um, a long time ago, a company used to work for him. We were walking around, and the lady says, I don't know, but I'll tell you what's funny. Since I'll, my water pressure has been going up, my dog goes over there, and he lays right under the kitchen <laughs> cabinet right there all the time. And Mr. Cox, she is a hold on a minute, buddy. 
And he went out there, he got his little electronic ears, he stuck on the ground, and there it was. That hot water was leaking right there, and that dog found him a warm heat. Oh, spot. there you go, yeah. <laughs> Let the dog help you out on a few things. Dog help us. It's a plumber's okay. a doggy dog world. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, um, one of the luxuries we have in modern conveniences is warm water. And of course, that water heater is very important that, you know, you make sure you take care of it well. The tankless water heater has certainly been very prominent over the last few years. But what about you, Artie? Do, you know, if you had the choice between an electric water heater and a gas water heater, where would you go and why? If, if gas is available, I'll always go with gas. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Uh, to me, well, it does recover quicker, and it's cheaper. It's still cheaper, even though with the things changing like they are in this society. But it's still cheaper to run that gas water heater. And uh, it, it's just so much more efficient when you come down and look at all the numbers, Danny. And I, I, I know you've probably seen them. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just uh, electric. It's going to take a little bit longer to recover, and it's going to take a little bit longer just to heat up. And uh, and when it does um, lose its water, like I said, the recovery is just it would just kill you sometimes waiting a half an hour, forty five minutes to get that tank heated back up. Family of five, a fifty gallon or a forty gallon tank, yeah, you're you're waiting over a span of two hours for everybody to get a um, a bath mm-hmm. and get it for it to recover to the point to where somebody can get a decent bath. Yeah, 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 makes, that makes sense. Well, uh, boy, I'll tell you something that's funny is when someone, of course, there's a lot of projects around the house that you should be doing on a regular basis, but you simply don't do, and one of those is draining your water heater. And if someone doesn't realize how um, important that is, then they need to drain a water heater that hadn't been drained in a few years. Man, there's some things that come out of their uh, calcium deposits and other s- debris that is yeah. settling down in the bottom of that water heater. Uh, boy, that's an important little task to do at least every couple of years, wouldn't you think? Yes, and um, believe it or not, uh, I've seen most water heaters, uh, 90% of people do nothing to them. And, uh, and, and somehow, sometimes when you've got a high velocity of water being used and there's five or six people in the family, well, they don't realize all that crust builds up and drops to the bottom of the heater. Mm-hmm. Even if they got a swifter at the bottom where it pushes it around and tries to push it out of the system, it cakes up at the bottom there. And what it does, you start losing the efficiency of your heat. Because you can imagine like a sponge building up or somebody putting a, a thick layer of um, insulation at the bottom of your tank, and then your tank has to heat through that to get through the water. Although the, the blue in the middle even still helps a lot on a gas water heater because the the heat is going. The, the heat goes right up the chimney and it dispersed out too. But a lot of it still cooks from the bottom, and it does hurt your efficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the efficiency of it, and and making sure that it lasts as long as possible. Because a lot yes, of people sir, are surprised that you know the 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 life expectancy of uh, an average water heater can you know, many times can be only 10 or 12 years. Now, of course, we've all seen them 20 plus years, but you know, the efficiency level of those have gone way down. So oh, yeah. that's a, that's good. Well, well, already always good to talk with you about plumbing. And again, we'll have to do this again and again, because there's just so many questions that come in. But of course, you know, uh, you're never short about telling a story or two. Do you have one handy about some of the things that you've dealt with over the years, being a master plumber and being in so many houses? Well, uh, I remember one time I got bit underneath the house by a lawyer. I'm sorry, I got bit underneath the house by a snake, 
and um, <laughs> it was at a lawyer's house. And but I'm not going to tell that story. The one I want to tell is I was working for an apartment complex, mm-hmm. and I just went into business, and I was you know gun ho. They said what we want to do is replace our baths, bathtubs in certain apartments. So what we do is we take the tile up halfway out, Danny. Only halfway around the top, was able to lift the tub out and put a new one in. Well, I go in and I do my job, and I, I put it down. And this old buddy of mine who does the tile work, he came in behind me, put in the door rock, and would tile it back. Well, about 9 o'clock that evening, I get a call from the apartment complex, and the lady said her cat's missing, but she can hear it in the walls. Oh. Danny, when we were gone, at lunchtime, that cat crawled in behind that tub. Gordon came in, sealed him up, and tiled the wall. Oh. We, we had to bust the We had, needless to say, we were out there busting the wall open, 930 at night, and the cat wouldn't get out of there. I stayed there till almost 12 o'clock, and I said, ma'am, let's just see if he comes back in the morning. And she said, what about the hole in the wall? He said, there might be rats. I said, if there is, that cat will get it, and I'll see right. you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of that. You know, cats are curious, and they will. They'll they'll sneak right in there, and you seal them up, and what do you have to do? You have to reverse the process. Oh, boy. Yes, oh, boy. Sir. <laughs> well, Artie, thanks so much. I know you got a lot going on, and I uh, appreciate you spending some time with us to talk about plumbing, and uh, we'll definitely do this again. Yes, sir. Anytime, Danny. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Danny. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review and follow this podcast. I also invite you to visit todayshomeowner.com slash ask where you can send me any photos, ask any question, and let me know what topic you would like to hear more about. So remember, next time you have a question, ask Danny.